Hello and welcome to Accommodation Matters, where we take a deep dive into important and upcoming issues relevant to student accommodation, as well as the wider student experience. I'm Jen Stebman, and today we're doing something a little bit different. With the new academic year rapidly approaching, we wanted to know what new and exciting initiatives are being rolled out in PBSA around the UK. So we asked you to send in your contributions about what's new for 23-24. Judging by our guest contributors, the class of 2023 are in for a great year. First up is Laura McLean, Head of Accommodation and Customer Services at the University of Kent, sharing how the university has introduced some new provisions to welcome students in a more inclusive way. Hello. My name's Laura McLean. I'm the Head of Accommodation and Customer Services at the University of Kent. At Kent, we wanted to respond and act on the findings of the Living Black at University report published by Unite Students. So we set up a Living Black Working Group, which comprises of stakeholders from across the university. So that's members of the Student Union and EDI team, student experience and support, the very wonderful Melissa Brown, who was one of the commissioners of the report, campus security, sport, catering, our comms team, training and development, just to name a few. So the purpose of the group is to respond to findings and recommendations in the report and to improve and enhance the lived experience for our black students and indeed all of our students as a result. We take each of the recommendations in turn and make it a focus of the meeting. We look at all the good work that already goes on at Kent. We look for ways that we can improve on it or better communicate it and as well as implementing new initiatives. As the group comprises such a wide selection of skill sets and influence from across the university, it's a great opportunity to make positive and impactful change and the excitement and the dedication of the group is really inspirational. We've looked at our acclimatisation and integration activities to ensure that we offer a diverse range of options during our welcome event and we'll make this a real focus for our Res Life programme to ensure that this continues throughout the academic year. We've looked at our student demographic at Kent to make sure that we're providing culturally relevant services on campus and signposting to services off campus too. So on campus, we've looked at our food offering. We invited students and suppliers to a food tasting event, which was really well received. Um, We used pulse surveys to gather feedback about the food on offer. And as a result, we'll be launching a West Indian micro brand on campus this September called Three Little Birds. We'll also be offering a selection of African and West Indian drinks and snacks in our catering outlet. In terms of off-campus services, we spoke to our current residential students about what advice they would give to new students moving to Kent for the first time. We've created a welcome booklet with lots of peer-to-peer advice from our current students, signposting to where students can find global food suppliers, Afro-Caribbean hair salons, and also suggestions for student societies and faith groups. As the Living Black at University report is a national report, we wanted to ensure that the work we do is meaningful for our students at Kent. So one thing I'm really excited about is that we included the Living Black questions in our end of year student survey. We had a fantastic response rate, which shows that our students are engaged and open to this discussion, which I'm delighted about. One of the members of our working group, a researcher in our student success team called Yutunde Kalajo, is currently analyzing the data. And one of the great things about having the Living Black report alongside our own data is that we can compare how our students at Kent's responses differ or align with the national average. Now, I am sure there will be things that we do brilliantly at Kent. I know there are things that we do brilliantly at Kent. But I'm also sure that some of the results of the survey are not going to make for comfortable reading. And there will definitely be areas that we need to focus on. 
But it's so important to be open to the findings and embrace change to make a positive impact for our black students. The data means that we can focus our efforts specifically towards how our students at Kent are feeling and ensuring that we can target our training for our staff and also our support for our students. And we plan to repeat this survey in subsequent years, which means we can measure the impact of our initiatives as well. With our wonderful working group and our continued collaboration with our partners, including the fabulous Unite students, I have no doubt we will make a positive impact for all our students, both this year and into the future. Thanks, Laura, for sending that in. It's great to hear how Living Black at University research is being used to drive a more inclusive and welcoming student experience. Next, we're joined by Shauna Scott, Communications Manager at University College London. She's sharing how UCL have overhauled their student welcome materials. Hi, I'm Shauna. I'm the Communications Manager at UCL in the Campus Experience and Infrastructure Department. UCL accommodation has 18 halls and about 7,500 residents in London Zones 1 and 2. Earlier this year, the team ran student workshop sessions to get some insight into the effectiveness of our welcome materials. We laid out the materials that we were speaking through one at a time and really listened to what the students were saying with a few guidance prompts to keep them on topic. It was extremely insightful. Um, The feedback ranged from, I don't remember seeing that, to read every page and bookmarked it for reference. The big win for us was that all of the students we spoke with said that having welcome materials in their room was a positive experience that helped them settle in. The number one thing that they cared about straight away was the Wi-Fi and that they were the most open to reading the materials in the first couple of days. The amount of information that we were sharing with them was a little bit overwhelming, particularly in terms of understanding what they needed to know on that first day and week. They were very clear about wanting personalized information about their local area, especially recommendations from former residents. They felt that this would have made them feel at home in the halls much sooner. To address this, we have created a home booklet with all of the general UCL information they need to know and a separate hall-specific table topper to get personalized information about their hall. The info uh, for the table toppers came from a form which we sent out to current residents just after they'd finished their exams in term three. So how's it gonna work? Well, on move-in day, the table topper will sit on their desk like a greeting card from a friend. On one side, they will find their new address, Wi-Fi login information, and the contact information for their hall. On the other side, they have local travel information, routes to our campuses, and the local tips. On the back of the leaflet is a gorgeous photo of our iconic portico building in the main quad, complete with two Instagram boyfriends in the shot taking graduation photos of their partners. We do hope that the students will hang this up on their bulletin board to remind them of how hard they've worked to get to UCL and the graduation goal that they're working towards. For our updated home booklet, We've been able to streamline our document that was an A4 38-page booklet into a sleek A5 12-page concertina. The new version has very clear headers to help break down the information into easy-to-understand sections. For example, all of the information about opening a bank account, registering for a GP, and getting a national insurance number is located under the heading Personal Admin. Previously, this information was available, but if you were unsure of the wording or requirements, it could have been overlooked. We think this will definitely be helpful for international students who might be less familiar with UK terminology. 
Now, based on our student feedback sections, we know that they most likely won't even think about doing laundry until it's reached a critical situation. But when the time comes, they'll find this information in their home booklet under the Your Haul section. This will get them on the Laundry app and up to date on laundry etiquette to help ease into this part of living on their own. We have now created welcome materials that have more symmetry with the student journey. And there's also a sustainability win here. We are really pleased to have reduced our printed materials. By grouping related resources together, we've created materials that are welcoming, concise, and clearly laid out. We hope that this will enhance the student experience and help them get settled into UCL as a resident and a student. So that's what we're working on at UCL. Um, thanks for listening. I'm glad to share it with you today. Thanks, Shauna, for the sharing those insights. As someone who also works in comms, I know how important it is to make sure data analysis are driving those improvements. So I'm sure that those students are going to really appreciate that. Now we're joined by my colleague, Joe Blair, Head of Quality and Standards at Unite Students and a returning guest to the podcast. And she's talking through our evolved customer proposition, which is called Care. Joe. So my name's Joe Blair. I'm the Head of Quality and Standards for Unite Students. And what that means is I cover off um, a few different areas with, within the business. So a large part of my role is uh, customer experience. And that looks at the umbrella of how we provide service to all of our customers and making sure that's really inclusive, really diverse and covers the breadth of the customers that we look after within Unite Students. What we don't look after within my team is uh, student mental health and well-being because that is linked into the specialist team of student support. Um, but what I'm here to talk about today is our structured learning program called CARE. Um, we're really, really excited about it. It's something that's been in the business for a good number of years, actually, since about 2017. But what we've done for 2023 is we've looked at it. Uh, with the lens of the, you know, 2023 and Gen Z and the students that kind of we have and are expecting to have as we go into Gen Alpha and how can we simplify it and make that something that really connects with our student body, but also with our teams that are delivering that great service and those elements of surprise and delight out to each and every one of our students. So how has care evolved for 23-24 and how has it been embedded with our employees? Yeah, so... Let me explain a little bit about um, kind of care. So within United Students, our kind of uh, line for many years has been a home for success. And care is effectively the pathway to make that home for success a tangible reality for our customers on an everyday basis. So what it stands for is connect, act, respect and encourage. But it's about how you make people feel. So when we connect with our customers, they absolutely feel a sense of belonging. You know, they feel that they belong to something bigger than themselves. When we act on what our customers tell us, they feel that they're being listened to. And when we show our customers respect, they feel seen. When we encourage our customers, they feel that they can then go and make a difference. And that, in four quick lines, is truly what care is about. We actually went out and talked to a lot of the team. When we looked at, you know, what do we do around customer service in 2023, 2024 and onwards? You know, I think we talked close to probably about 130 people in the end. The same message came back every time was we really like the concept of care, but what would be really cool is if we could really simplify it and make it so it's super tangible. It's not subjective. It's things that we can measure. It's things that we can see how they make a difference, but also that we can align it with the student journey. So, you know, naturally when our students are first arriving into our properties, that's a, a real key moment where you would focus on the connect element of care. 
um, you know, and when they're leaving our properties at the end of the year, that's when you would really want to focus on that encourage piece of it. To give a couple of really quick examples uh, around Connect, we've created an initiative called In Your Name, and that talks to the importance of using people's names and what happens when you get it wrong. Because again, talking to the teams that, that do this on a daily basis, they would say, well, you know, if I see a name that I don't quite know how to pronounce or, you know, I'm really worried about misgendering people, how do we recover from things when we get them wrong? So a lot of the learning is about, you know, this is how important it is to use people's names. And in the world that we service on a daily basis, it's not just about the name that somebody was given at birth that has that great family connection. That could be a name that somebody's chosen for themselves for whatever reason. And this is the first opportunity they really get to, to be that person. And we are the people that will absolutely champion that and support that by making sure that that name is the one that we use, not necessarily the one that's on your passport. And, you know, if you start off by connecting in with the, the students on that kind of first name basis, they know you, you know them, it make, creates that feeling of safety in a property as well, because you know who you're talking to, creating those feelings of security and safety and all those kind of great things just by something as simple as getting to know somebody's name and using the preferred name. And actually, when you make a mistake, not being scared to go, do you know what, I'm really sorry, I've made a mistake there. Let's have a conversation about how we can you know, make sure that we don't repeat that mistake. So we released the first two modules, which is in your name, the little things. And the little things comes under our banner of act. So, you know, when, when we're listening to what students tell us, it's being able to act upon it. So that moment when a student comes down to reception to pick up their parcel, then, you know, it's having that conversation to say, oh, you know, I can see that you've been sent a care package and you get that little a nugget of gold that says, oh, well, yeah, actually it's my birthday on Tuesday. By going then back and reminding yourself on Tuesday to send that student a wee birthday message, you know, really connecting in with them again and, and again. So when maybe things are a bit more challenging, you've already built up that relationship to make it, you know, a successful outcome for all at the back end of the more challenging instances. You know, obviously the teams have said they want it to be like uh, something tangible that they can roll out. Well, what does success look like for the New Look Care Initiative? Yeah, so I'm very glad you asked me that question, Jen. Uh, so what we've done is, is something actually quite different from a United Students perspective. So we've worked with the Academy and those guys are amazing. And we've come up with what we're calling a structured learning programme. Traditionally, we would have gone in and we might have done a video or we may have done a, an e-learning program and teams would fill it, complete it, and then they would go off and go on about their day job. This is a culture, right? Great service, great connection with people, great encouragement and respect of people and inclusion. It's a culture. So in embedding a culture, it needs more than an e-learning. So what we've done is we've created the e-learning where these are the things you need to know, you know, like if you've... Um, misgendered somebody by accident this is how you can go about recovering that situation and apologizing and and this is how you would move it forward then what we would do is we would stop the learning at, at appropriate points and then we go and give the team a challenge so that challenge could be we're calling it a name scavenger hunt where we'll set little challenges that teams can either do as a group or they can do them individually uh, and go and get talking to the students and start putting what we've just taught them into practice and then the name stories, is it's really lovely, actually. We've seen so much engagement on this. its It's been phenomenal to see. But we've gone out and asked the teams to share their name stories. So, you know, if your name's 
Andrew and you're happy to share why you've either chosen that name Andrew or why you were named Andrew tell us what your story is and we've got some phenomenal stories um, from all over the world from our teams that explain you know like I've been called this because that was a uh, the name that my granddad and my great-granddad and my great-great-granddad had and it's a tradition within my family or within my home country I'm called this because uh, or I've decided to transition and therefore I've changed my name because this feels like the right name to be so it's been actually really quite wonderful to see the teams kind of come together on our you know our internal Yammer platform and it's encouraging them to go and do the same thing with their students and actually just learn something about somebody else because again it is part of that connection and and seeing people and respecting them you've got to learn a bit about them to be able to be truly successful at doing that then at the end of it what we've done is we've created some questions on our check-in survey so every time students move in they'll get a survey from us to say you know did you like your building when you moved in Uh, and we will also ask those questions around so when you've arrived did the team use your name have they introduced themselves to you so that you can actually measure that success for me it felt like a really nice link of here's the initiative here's the online piece of learning here's the physical piece of learning and this is the measure that says whether or not that's been successful Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much, Joe. It's uh, it's great to hear how carers evolve for the the new academic year, and uh, I'll look forward to hearing about some of those uh, those measures of success. There's a real thread of inclusion running through this year's innovations, and another student group that sometimes requires extra support is care experience students. Paula Goodband, senior residential experience manager for wellbeing at the University of Nottingham shares how Nottingham is supercharging its support for care experienced students in the 23-24 academic year. Hi everyone, my name is Paula Goodband and I am the Senior Manager of the Wellbeing Pillar in the Residential Experience Team at the University of Nottingham. Um, So the ResEx team supports students that live in University of Nottingham owned halls of residence and also partner halls around our campuses. It covers around 12,000 students and we have 27 halls. We work in partnership with UPP, Student Roost, Unite, ASICS, Almiro, Study In and CLV. And this support includes wellbeing, student behaviour and also an enrichment programme of events and activities to strengthen our whole communities and to build friendships. The project that I would like to talk about today is the enhanced support that we are offering to our care experienced and estranged students. This is a new project for this team and we are very excited to see how it progresses. It was born out of the fact that we are supporting the Unite Foundation Bursary and also our own Nottingham Bursary Scheme. And I realised very quickly, actually, that these students need more than just the financial support that these bursaries will bring them. There needs to be a different level of awareness and support from our team that needs to be specialised to their needs. The project includes the following elements, which have been created by looking at national good practice around this group of students, but also feedback from focus groups last year with care leavers to ensure that our suite of support is relevant and required. We will be supporting the Unite Foundation Full Accommodation Bursary for three years of free accommodation. We will be enhancing this support by offering all eligible students free first year accommodation in a hall of their choice. All eligible students will be offered a £200 voucher with kit out website so students can personalise their room with those extra bits and bobs that without a parent to bring they might not have 
So this means that they can join in with welcome activities straight away with their peers without worrying that they haven't got a duvet cover or they haven't got any nice bits and bobs on their desks. We will be offering pre-arrival calls to all eligible students in conjunction with the widening participation team to ask a set of questions to ensure that we can capture any support that a student may need. This could be logistics of arrival support, a referral to our disability team, or ensuring that all relevant funding streams have been signposted pre-arrival. These calls will start from after results day when students have confirmed their place with us and it will be lovely for us to welcome our students and for any worries that they may have to be alleviated. Students from care, experience and estranged backgrounds will receive a personalised bag in their room from our team and this will have in it some merch, we all love our Resex merch, <laughs> and some little treats to welcome them to their hall. This will include a handwritten welcome note and an invitation to a welcome meeting and a few events that are specifically focused on them. This will enable any students that want to provide peer-to-peer -peer support to each other to find their tribe. A specific project manager and officer, Debbie and Sammy, will be assigned to this project and they will really know the students and will be aware where they are in what hall and if there are any bespoke care needs. This will just really um, provide that personalised support for those students with the familiar faces when they see them around the campus. There'll be ongoing support and targeted emails with all relevant updates with regards to their specific needs and funding requirements or any sort of national guidance or anything that we think might be really useful for them to know. There will be a wraparound enrichment programme to ensure that our focus stays on these students and it's not just about our students that go home. So we will have activities through our Christmas break and our Easter break um, and especially on Christmas Day we'll be putting on a dinner um, with usual board games and film night entertainment that the other students that would go home would enjoy with their families. We will try and create a family effect for them in their new home that is their Hall of Residence. We will also look at how we can support the ongoing journey of our first year students into their second year accommodation options and offer support to return to halls if they wish. Also, any second and third year students that live in our halls will support them with their next steps, which will be very different and individual to the, to the students involved. We will also ensure that we are joining up with our university professional services around careers and support and wellbeing and academic support to ensure that students get what they need to succeed with their degree outcomes. We will be working very closely with Adele, who is our Student Living Access and Participation Research Manager, to look at constantly evaluating this project to ensure that we are reaching out to students and that we are student-led with the direction of travel that this project goes into. We want to ensure that we are um, doing the right thing for these students and that they feel that we've um, really supported their specific needs. Thanks for joining us, Paula. It's so important to make sure that care experienced students feel welcome in their new homes. And finally, we've got some very special guests with us. In 2022, Unite students began participating in the 10,000 Black Interns programme designed to create paid work opportunities for Black students and graduates. So far, 5,000 young people have benefited from internships through the programme, and it's a real privilege to be joined now by two of this year's interns, Nanu Viatoshir and Toby Adeleke, who are sharing the exciting new project that they've been working on during their time at Unite. Nanu, do you want to go first, introducing yourself? Um, so hello, my name is Nanu 
and I'm one of the interns in Unite Students through the 10K Black Intern Programme. I'm doing diversity, equity and inclusion in the people's team. And I recently graduated from the London School of Economics and I studied history and international relations. Hello, my name is Toby. Toby is actually short for my full name, Oluwa Toby Lopper. I'm a risk intern working at Unite on the debt protection team. I joined through the 10K Black Interns program. It's been quite fun and quite the experience to being an intern here. I'm a university student, just finished my first year at Manchester University of Manchester, doing mechatronics for my course. So, can you tell me a bit about what the cultural service guides are that you've been working on? So, the cultural service guides are SA Black Services Directory, where it will be a web page with all the Black services that are around student accommodations in the United Students cities, such as groceries, restaurants, barbers, salons, etc., to help Black students find services close to them and feel at home in their accommodation and know that there's places for them to go in the new cities that they go to when they're at university. I think this was due to last year when United Students did the Living Black research. They found that a lot of black students didn't feel at home in their accommodations or felt comfortable because there weren't services for them or they couldn't find services for them, which had a negative impact on their experience at university and a negative experience during their accommodation stay. So to increase the positivity and the feeling of belonging, United Students has created this project where we find cultural services and we created a cultural service guide to help black students feel belonging in their university accommodation and university experience in general. So uh, how did you go about producing the cultural service guides? We divided the research and the guide between the interns. Each intern would have two cities that they would work on. And for those cities, they would look into services for black students there and record it on a spreadsheet. So after the whole spreadsheet was finished and research for each city was done, all the information gotten would then be put on a website for black students to access, just to help them with getting services for each city they're in. That's how the whole process was done. We also had many teams within the whole team. So there was social comms, there were posters, branding, external communication, internal communication. So we got to go into a wide range of new skills and new teams and experience a lot of different stuff as well. Is there anything that's kind of surprised you about working on the the guide? Yeah, I've realised that there are a lot more services available to help black students than I thought there were. Knowing all of this would have been very helpful like a year ago. That's why I think this guide is something that's going to be very useful. And Nanu, I mean, would you have found it useful at university as well? I know you went to university in London. I feel like it would have helped maybe to widen my range of choices for university because I chose London due to being scared of going to a city and not having cultural services. So it would help my siblings or people coming into university or already in university now who are in cities where it's hard to find cultural services. And I feel like it would help many black students know that their skin colour is not going to be a reason 
to not go to a desired option for them in the future and that they can have any university choice, they can aspire for any university and their dream unis and not allow their skin colour to be a limit to where and where they can't go. And you've spoken a little bit about how you're planning to distribute the guides. I suppose you've mentioned the website, the posters. Um, is there any, any other way that they're going to be shared with students? Uh, so we've done um, social media posts, so TikTok, Instagram posts, especially TikTok. We went to do a video about Coventry services and Oxford services just to spread the word, get people talking. Um, we've written blogs that will go out to students, blogs for internal also, just to get people knowing what the cultural service guides are going to be about. How did you find it to work on the project? Um, is this kind of what you expected out of your internship? It's kind of come out as a pleasant surprise. It wasn't what I expected when first coming here. I didn't really think there was something like this would be organised for all the interns to do. I think it was a good idea that it was done and it's been quite the experience because I've learned a lot from it. Yes, me too. I think it's been very transformative coming into this project with all the interns, especially knowing that we're all in the same boat. We're learning from each other and also learning new skills from just doing the project ourselves. Even like Excel, I never really used Excel before. So doing this project, it helped me with my Excel skills, which I'm really appreciative to Unite Students for, allowing us to develop so many new skills and transferable skills also that will allow us to take into the future and university also. Plus, I plan to use the services for Manchester too, since I did the research on it. I'm making sure I'm going to go to at least half of the restaurants. Are there any that you're really excited to, to try? There is actually. There's one I found out that sells well some of my home food it's called amala and Ewedo. you can think of it as a dumpling and putting it in soup something like that hopefully it lives up to your expectations it's good to hear that you're planning to actually use the services that you know you've created yourself so what have you learned from from the cultural services project so i have actually learned a couple of things one of them being project planning and project management I've realized the importance of having a plan from the very beginning of a project. And I realized that it would be more easy to carry out a project if you've planned everything with um, set time periods for when certain deliverables will come out. So that there'll be a plan for everyone to follow and something to hold everyone accountable to. It's also helped a bit with me communicating with others because I'm not really so good at that. So now I'm less afraid to confront others and push on my ideas. That's amazing. And Nani, how about you? What have you learned from the project? I think one of the biggest ones is how important communication is within a team. And even just like one misunderstanding or one thread not being in the loop can cause a lot of chaos. But yeah, communication is a very essential skill to have and knowing how to speak to people, the importance of keeping everyone in the loop and just talking as a team and making sure that there's positivity, everyone is at the same boat, knowing the same information. I'd say um, confidence as well that I've picked up from this project and being comfortable speaking to, reaching out to other team members, 
being confident maybe just to go into a more like leadership role and to get something done and being able to do that as well so so yeah a lot of I feel like we've picked up a lot of skills and learning how the project has been so influential and impactful knowing that we are contributing to something amazing and something that would have helped us and is going to help future black students it's a very powerful thing to know I suppose the last thing that I want to know after having this conversation is if there's anything that you could say to uh, first year black students who are coming into university they'll have these guides available to them to help them settle in what's one bit of advice you'd give to them based on your own experiences and and what you've learned through uh, working on the guides I'll say don't be afraid to be unapologetically black and know that you are welcome in every area and every place that there is a space for you in every room and you should create spaces also so just don't be afraid to take that leap you are there for a reason with a reason and you shouldn't let imposter syndrome bring you down thank you so much nanu and toby and thank you to all my guests today it's been great to hear what exciting innovations are awaiting students when they arrive on campus in just a few short weeks. Well, that's all we've got time for today. But if you like the show and find it useful, please do recommend it to others. You can find us on our Podbean page or you can subscribe on any good podcast app. That way you'll never miss an episode. Given how busy September is for everyone in the higher education sector, we won't be releasing a new episode in September, but we'll be back with a new series in October and we can't wait to bring you more insights. If you have any ideas for the next series or future episodes, please get in touch with me or Jenny Shaw on LinkedIn. And as you can tell from this episode, your contributions really do make a difference. In the meantime, I hope checking goes well for you and you take care.